Welcome back. Welcome back to the second episode of These, These Nuts, Nuts Podcast. Podcast. I just want to say thank you to our 99 um, people that have watched our first um, YouTube video. We do it all for you. You little nutlets. Nutless, that's what we're going to call our fans. Um, I'm glad to have the first one out of the way. It was out of our comfort zone. Very cringy looking back on it. Um, I still can't believe we did it and went through with it and put ourselves out there. Um, but I'm excited to just keep going. Yeah, I'm proud of us too. That was a big deal. Um, just get to it. I mean... Okay. Let's see, you have any follow-up on Heavy B or Miley? I'm, I haven't heard anything new. I haven't either. No, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I haven't. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about something wild this week. <laughs> you know wild is like my favorite Yeah, word. so I'm going to steal it. It's her, is it trademarked already or can I, I mean, use it too? <clears throat> so this is a story that comes from our current city, Lafayette, Indiana. Okay. I'm going to take you all the way back. Not all the way back as far as 1910, like I did Thank last God. week. Just kidding. A little bit, little bit more current <clears throat> in the 1980s. Okay, so a little bit before my time, but... What I, do you picture when I you think of the 80s? Big hair. Mm -hmm. um, crazy colors. Furbies. Yeah, that's all such good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I picture a sexy mullet and a gold oh. gym t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, um, okay. Some Dracar Noir cologne in the air. Mm, that's my favorite. Um, I don't even know if I said that right. I don't know what you're talking about, but continue. Uh, but yeah, mullets, big hair, neon colors. Yeah. Um, Joan Jett was okay. um, number one on the radio with her I Love Rock this 80s story would be fun. Okay. I'm going to tell you about a woman named... What was that? It's our fans. They're coming to get us. You told them where we live and now they're... They have a red dress. the door. Okay, this is about a woman named Marsha Hailed. Healed. H-E-A-L-D. Okay. And in 1981, Marsha was 44 years old. She was divorced and she had two teenage sons. Marsha was let me tell you something about Marsha. <laughs> she went to church every single Sunday. She played the harp. Oh, the harp. I don't think I've ever heard of a single person playing the harp in I real mean, life. Going to church playing the harp. She seems Ooh. like she's an angel. Okay. But she's not. She also worked as a librarian at the Indianapolis Library. Okay. And two Saturdays a month, she also worked at the Indianapolis Children's Museum. I love the Children's Museum. Yeah, she's like a freaking Girl Scout. She really <laughs> is. Marsha liked to go to festivals and do like reenactments, play her harp, um, listen to music, just all that kind of stuff. So one day she's at a festival and she meets this guy named Brian Thornton. And he's also a musician. And here's something else that I thought was weird. He's also a piano tuner. Just like in my last story. Wait a second. 
Is that what you're Googling? Like, no! Piano Tutor's... We're going to talk about on the podcast this week. Piano um, Tutor's Gone Wild. <laughs> and then Can somebody tune my piano? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was looking for. So, um, <laughs> Marsha and Brian meet and they hit it off. And to tell you a little bit about Brian, he was born in like the 50s. Because this was 40, 1981, you know. And... Brian was placed in an institution for a little while, or they called it an asylum. But, and okay, I don't know if you've ever seen Cropsey. I'm not familiar, no. It's a, it's a movie about, like, all this evil stuff that went on in, like, the 60s. That sounds in, scary. In asylums, yeah. I don't know if I even watched it either, but um, I've, I've heard of it. Okay. But he said he saw horrific things there. And one of the reasons that he was placed in this asylum, can you guess? why this is 1960 he was gay he was bisexual and okay. so that was just you know that was considered a mental illness yeah for a long time um so that just was kind of left a a scar you know some trauma to work through but at first brian and marcia hit it off they were doing their little festivals and music playing and they like to go to poetry readings and he was tuning her piano uh, yes he was actually because he was Sorry. he was bisexual so he was tuning her piano okay. um and she would keep a journal about it well then things kind of started to get weird weirder than the harp and the piano yeah okay she started saying things like um I'm ancient. I'm over 5,000 years old. This is another lifetime for me. And so at first, Brian kind of goes along with it. He's like, yeah, dude, me too. Like, um, I used to be a god called Pan. Pan. Pan? Pan? Pan. Pan. <laughs> I instantly thought of the stepbrothers thing. <laughs> Pan. No, it, it's actually, it's Pam. I'm sorry. Well, Pan. No, my name is Pam. Are you saying Pan or Pam? I'm saying Pam. I think I might be able to help with the Pan-Pam dilemma. Yeah, that'd be great. Pam. 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 With an There's M. There's a D on the end. There's no D. It's Pam. It's like calm. Here, it's P. P-A-N-M. M. M. Yeah, yeah. Two M's. M. Two M's. M. That was the confusion. No, there's just one M. You were speaking Spanish earlier, <laughs> so you said pan, and my mind went bread. <laughs> oh, good, good. But so at this time, and at that time in 1981, it was like they were kind of sharing this delusion. I think Brian thought it was like fun. Okay. But it wasn't. So Brian invites Marsha to go to Lafayette with him one night to go to their friend's house. And their friends are Shelly and Gerald Smith. Okay. Have you heard of this? I, I, I don't think I have. However, I do feel like in the past you've told me a story about a librarian in Lafayette and something significant happening. But so far, nothing is connecting with me. Although, without giving too much away, Part of, or one of the people that I'm going to talk about's name is Brian, who's kind of crazy. Oh, so, wow. I, that's kind of interesting. That is weird. Could, no, continue, please. So, it was like 
the night of um, Marsha's birthday, even. And she had met this couple before. Um, their names, again, were Shelly and Gerald Smith. Gerald was 30, and he's a senior at Purdue. Okay. And Shelly was 26 at this time, and she was a stay-at-home mom. They had a little one-year-old baby. And they were in their 40s. Yes. Okay. But they have, like, mutual circles, because I feel like Shelly and Gerald were also kind of into the artsy scene of poetry reading, music festivals, um, Civil War reenactments, you know, all that fun stuff you oh, love to do. God. I can't wait. We're actually going to a reenactment on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I have my outfit. Um, so they come down. And it's discovered prior to this, though, not that night. At one point during their relationship, Brian tells Shelly, listen, I'm sorry, Brian tells Marsha, I'm not only having sex with you, but I'm also live with my boyfriend. Okay. And I'm in a romantic relationship with Shelly. Oh, uh, hold on. <laughs> hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> Shelly, his boyfriend, and Marsha. Brian... Brian knew what was, was busy. Up. Brian okay. was busy. So obviously Marcia doesn't like this. And um Marcia and Shelly have had conversations before. And I think honestly Shelly thought Marcia was maybe playing. Like oh. at one point she was like, um, you really think you are an ancient goddess? And and she'd be like, yeah, I am. Sounds like something you would say. <laughs> I, I am. Can you not see it? Um, and when when Marsha was like, I, yeah, I do think that. I know that. Shelly would just be like, if you think that, you're crazy. Okay. And they kind of just let it go. So, Brian... I'm sorry. Gerald yeah. would get up every single morning and deliver the local newspaper. I assume it was the Journal and Courier. You know? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And um, he would do that before class and then go to school. So he got up that morning, and every he, while he was getting ready to go deliver the newspapers, the, the get-together was kind of wrapping up. It's like 4, 5 in the morning. Okay. So everybody leaves. And then he goes to work. Well, when he left for work, he didn't lock the door. He just shut the door and went to work. Well, Marsha didn't leave with Brian, or Brian had went back to his place. Um, she waited a few hours, and then she just went back into the apartment. Mm -hmm. And I have a picture of the apartment. It's here on New York Street in Lafayette. We could post a picture. Okay. Um, Takes Ooh. off all of her clothes. I'm look, Marsha. Marsha. Okay. Naked Marsha. <laughs> what we can call her if you'd like. Okay, naked Marsha. I've got her in my head. She takes off all of her clothes. She goes into their kitchen, gets a paring knife, which is a pretty small knife. Yeah, yeah. Walks into Shelly's bedroom and just starts stabbing her. Mm. There was a lot of really graphic details about the murder. I'm not gonna I appreciate that yeah it was really bad so then she just leaves goes to Brian's house and falls asleep on his porch swing on his porch so Gerald gets done with his paper out comes back into the house and finds Shelly in the hallway 
massacred. Not just killed, a bloody massacre. Um, her head was almost completely cut off. Of uh, and I'm still saving you a lot of the details. I seriously appreciate the details. So he calls 911, of course, and the police come. There's five knives laying around her. There's like a giant broken mirror, like shattered over her. I mean, it's just a really, really weird scene. So... The police are there. While the police are there investigating, calming Gerald down, um, and he has the one-year-old baby. Luckily, the baby was not even touched, looked at anything. She was still asleep in her room. I think it's a she. I'm not, I can't, I'm not sure. <clears throat> Freaking Brian calls the house while the police are there. Okay. And asks to talk to Shelly. And they're like, um, actually, that's not possible. And why don't you come on down to the police station? We, yeah. we need to talk to you. So he does. And, of course, Marsha's name gets brought up. And when they go to Brian's house, because they know she's there, I think he had tried to, she had tried to call Brian. And at first when they're, like, talking to her, like, oh, I forgot to tell you this part. Um, she went to the emergency room because her hands were all cut up. After she murdered Shelly. Yes. I mean, you gotta get stitches. I mean, maybe you shouldn't murder people, but okay. Yeah, that's true. So she goes and she gets her stitches. Goes to Brian's and I'm sorry. Yes, Brian's. And yeah, Brian's. When the police get there, they're like, hey, um, how'd you get those cuts on your hands? And she said, I fell on the sidewalk. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, do you mind getting in the police car and talking to us? And everything, she's being kind of normal and like everything's fine at first. Then they ask if they can, like, look through her bag or her car that's with her. There's a Polaroid picture. Stop. Of the murder scene. Stop, Amy. Stop. Criminals are so dumb. What was that picture for? I don't, I don't know. Why would you want that? I have no idea. It's disgusting. So they oh. take her to the police station. Obviously, she's arrested. And then when she gets down to the police station, that's when she starts telling them, oh, well, I mean, by the way, I'm 5,000 years old. I'm an ancient goddess. And Shelly was Satan. And you know how you have to kill the serpent? You have to cut its head off. And that's why I did that. And that's why, you know, I'm innocent. So. Because Shelly was Satan. Shelly was Satan because she was after her man. Which I think, I mean, that was mutual, obviously. Right, yeah. So, oh, it gets even better. So. Better? <laughs> well, worse, I should say. So, Shelly, some of the weird eccentric things that she would do, which people around her started to think, oh, she's kind of on the edge here. She would, she bought these three necklaces from the Children's Museum and said they were magical. Then she got this floppy hat. And put all these random things on it. But my two favorite things that she put on it was a peacock feather and a chunk of Brian's hair. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I think, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, she would wear yeah. that all the time. So after she was arrested, um, they moved the trial to Lebanon. Okay. And she was found guilty. 
of both murder and and this story is not even close to over. Okay, yet. I wondered. Murder and burglary for going into the apartment. And she got forty years. Okay. Well, in Indiana, it's usually, at that time especially, it's like a day for a day. So if you are sentenced to 40 years, you're going to do 20 years. Sure. This was in 1980, so. So, 2000s. So, yeah, here we are today. So, and the jury convicted her very, very quickly, by the way. I mean, a picture of the murder scenes? Well, she tried to plead, um. Mentally. Yeah. Innocent by mental. Yeah, crazy. By crazy. I don't know. So. When it was getting close to the time for her to be released, she wrote a letter to the um, courthouse where she was convicted. But, okay, so I don't know. I think it was 1997. Okay. The Tippic New County Courthouse was bombed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, it was, or it was a bomb threat, maybe a small... I should have Googled that. <laughs> um, but it, it, it really was some sort of attack on the courthouse. So... Three days before Shelly's going to, or excuse me, Marsha is going to be released, she writes a letter to the courthouse and she says, I need my magical hat back because it's da- it's a danger to just be out there in the wrong hands. It's, Without Brian's hair and that peacock Yeah, it's there. clearly, it has a lot of power and... <laughs> That's why she went to jail for 20 years. <laughs> yes, so I, I need that hat back. Well... In the letter, she said, if you find the people that bombed the Tippecanoe County Courthouse, you're going to find the person that has my hat. Interesting. Okay. Tell me more. Um, basically, they got this letter and was like, oh, she's still crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. She was supposed to just get out and be released, but she was what they assume was schizophrenic. But the whole time she was in jail, she refused to take her medication. Sure. I mean, that would take away the magical powers. You're right. You're right. The hat, now meds, forget it. So, that was, I googled her on the Indiana Department of Offenders, like the, what is it called? My case? Well, no, there's my case, of course, but then there's like, you can look up prison. Oh, okay. In Indiana. I, I don't know what it's called, but I do know what you're talking about. It's like about. the Indiana Department of Corrections offender list. Okay. Ooh. Okay, so I looked her up to see, like, where she at. Yeah. So she was discharged from prison July 28th of 2003. But I could not find where is Marsha today. Today? Today. Okay. Let me just say, I am... Fun fact about me, I'm the nosiest person. You're going to find Marsha for me? I'm going to find Marsha. Okay. I'm going to find Marsha. Tune in next week. <laughs> I will tell you where Marsha went because I will find her. Okay. I mean, she still has living sons out there. Um, you send me their names. I don't know their names. I'll they find learn. them. Okay. Okay. I mean, they might find us. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine, though. I'm sure they're fine. So that's what I've got for this week. Lafayette, Indiana massacre on New York Street. Wow, okay. I'm gonna I am gonna get to the bottom of Marsha and her Magical hat. Thank you. Marsha <laughs> and the magical hat coming next week. Tune in. I'm excited. Oh wow, okay. I didn't 
I feel like I did know something about um, some type of murder that you told me about. I swear, I could just picture us at work one day. You said something about a librarian murdered or being murdered or something like that. It wouldn't surprise me. Anything that pops into my head, I try to tell you. I know. So, <laughs> maybe. This was... I, I didn't know all those details. I'd heard something about this before, I think, and I think I'd heard about it on another podcast, maybe. Okay. But I couldn't find it. Okay. I couldn't remember any of the details so I literally just googled like murders in Lafayette Indiana and a librarian with a magical hat definitely sums it up and I mean, interested me one. okay well well we'll come back to it next week Hi. and see where we're at Hi. you ready to hear about my family and my crazy Brian yes I'm seriously wondering if you've heard of this because yeah. whereas yours was at 1980 mine's set in 2023 oh okay okay I'm, I'm going to go back a little while, but I just want to tell you about the, Wa the Walsh family out of Cohasset, Massachusetts. Okay. And as I'm talking about this, you might have heard of it, or you may have heard of it, because um, I know you're like on TikTok a lot, or do podcasts, or just Facebook or the news, mm -hmm. but okay, so um, in Cohasset, Massachusetts, there is a couple, Anna and Brian Walsh. Um, let me show you the picture. It is not J-Lo like you had thought. She's very beautiful. Gorgeous. Though, yeah. Yes. Tell me how she landed this man. Oh, no. Self-esteem issues. Maybe. I'm not really sure, but... Yeah. Ugh. So. Okay. I hope he's a dirtbag in the, in the story. Oh, just wait. Okay. Um, I told you he was crazy already. Okay. So, um, so just a little bit about them they've been together since 2008 um they met when anna was working in a luxury hotel i believe in massachusetts but i could be wrong um and they have three boys together okay okay um i've not heard of them at all really no okay you're gonna be very intrigued i am already i know that you love um like a true crime obsessed stories. unhealthy and obsessed this i do not but this caught my attention okay um, so a little bit about Anna. She is a 39 year old real estate investment manager, um, born in Siberia, who came to the U S. Um, she, they live, like I said, in Massachusetts, but she travels a lot for work, um, to Washington DC. So okay. back and forth. Jet uh, setter. Jet setter. Jet setter. She has another home in Washington. Um, she has another vehicle. So like she, she's stays there for a little while mm -hmm. and then she'll come back home and be with her husband and her kids oh okay not working brian on the other hand <laughs> he is not as ambitious okay. as anna i'm going to call brian a career criminal oh that's a bold statement career criminal okay and let me tell you why well first he's also a diagnosed sociopath <laughs> All the Bryans are. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't know why that was funny. I'm sorry. It's okay. But throughout the course of his life, he has had several run-ins with the law. Um, it starts with, well, I'm not exactly sure which order these things happen in. Um, but let's just start with the problems that he ended up in court with because of his family. Okay. Okay. So his dad was a wealthy neurosurgeon. 
Um, who definitely made a good living. I mean, I don't know a neurosurgeon that... Right. Well, I don't know too many neurosurgeons. (laughs) I mean, I don't either, but... But, okay, I guess I'll hold my questions. No, you can... I mean, you can ask them. A neurosurgeon should be able to identify a sociopath, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, Brian's dad, he... he, His parents split when he was young. Okay. Um, His relationship was off and on with his dad, depending on who you ask. Okay. Remember, he's a sociopath. Right. So, at one point throughout Brian's life, or I guess his father's life, he was helping his dad refinance a home and stole $800,000 from him. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I'm not really sure what happened of that, but that right there, just, they had a very rocky relationship. I I mean, I can't, yeah. If I leave 80 cents on the counter (laughs) and my son takes it. Shit gets rocky for a minute. I was gonna buy a fountain pump. Drink your tap water. Exactly. Damn. Um. So down the line, his his father ends up passing away. He leaves a will, as one should when you are a wealthy neurosurgeon. Yes. <laughs> Speaking from experience. Yes, yes. I've got mine in order. And what he left for Brian stated, best wishes for my son and nothing else. <laughs> and you know that had to sting. Oh my gosh. Can I tell you something that I left out of my story? Absolutely. So, um... My Marsha did a will too. Okay. Um, it's very similar when they read the will, like when they found it in her belongings. Marsha or Marsha. Oh, Marsha, the could crazy still be person. Alive. Yeah, she would leave things like to my friend Wendy, stay strong and prosper. Like it was nothing ever physical. It was just like well wishes. Yes, <laughs> not even wise words. Though, just okay. like keep on, keep it on. <laughs> Good luck on a Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it made me think of that. I left it out of my story, but wow. Okay, that's yeah. a great. Best wishes, Brian. Best, best wishes and nothing else. That's, I'm going to think that's sarcasm. I mean, he, I don't think his father really wanted him to have anything. But mm, Okay, I love that. That didn't stop Brian. Okay. So his dad passed away. He went to his dad's home, took the will. Um, destroyed it somehow and made himself the executor of his father's estate. So during that time, he sold his father's expensive belongings, his car, um, just a lot of very expensive things he had, including a painting by Salvador Dali. Oh my goodness. Well, his family realized that he was doing this and what he didn't know is one of his father's friends um, had a picture of the original will. Oh, thank so God. They took him to court. They stopped him. Case closed. What a snake. What a snake. Oh, oh my gosh. What a snake. Um, so then after that, I believe after that, at some point, him and his wife had met. Um, like I said, they met in 2008. Well, in 2014, um, the police were called. Anna called the police and said, my boyfriend at the time has threatened to kill me over the phone. Oh, my God. So they start an investigation. 
she initially is cooperating, but then stops. Case is closed, nothing ever happens, and they just move on with their life. Mm. Well, then they get married about a year later. Oh, my God. So, nothing fixes a, a murder like threat, a, like a good wedding. Exactly. Been there, done that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, so, that was 2014. Well, in 2016, he had another run-in with the law. He had a friend that was trying to sell... Um, a collection of paintings, including two paintings by Andy Warhol. Okay. Um, he had told his friend, hey, I'll go to South Korea, I'll get these paintings for you, and I will help you make the sale. So he goes, he comes back to the U.S., ghosts his friend. So he's got these original pieces of art, and his friend just can't <laughs> I thought you were going to say he painted he has deemed himself an artist. That's a sociopath for you. I mean, you're not wrong. He may have. Paint my numbers. Well, well, just wait, because he posted those paintings on eBay, sold them for $80,000, and when he went to meet the buyer, he shipped them to the buyer, however it happened, um, the buyer realized they were fake. So maybe oh. he painted the fakes. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Um. Well... When that happened, he was arrested, charges were officially filed, um, and he was found guilty. He is still awaiting sentencing, but during his, I, what I'm going to assume is a trial, I didn't really dig too deep into it. Anna, who you know they've already had a rocky relationship, yeah. um, did write a letter vouching for him. Oh, yeah. She said that he had experienced a lot of childhood trauma including he was always told or always taught how to t how to lie and hide and he was often told that he was a loser and should have never been born by whom his parents uh -huh, okay so because of his childhood trauma let him let him go for the go easy on him for stealing the painting because of our childhood trauma please like and subscribe <laughs> yes please share it with your friends because <laughs> My life is hanging by a thread. Well, that's what Brian went through. That's not shit. I know. <laughs> okay. Um, it's still to this day, he's awaiting sentencing. Okay. Um, he is on, he was, was on federal house arrest. But for some reason, which again, I didn't dig too deep into it. The federal house arrest included no GPS tracking. Okay. I'm not really sure exactly how that works because... Any house arrest that I've never ever known of, which again, I'm not really in true crime or anything like that. I'm into felons. I can tell you about it. I wanna love you, baby. <laughs> tell, tell me, please. So usually they have a thing on their ankle right. that is literally you can monitor. Yeah, them. it's yeah. a GPS track. Yes. At least that's been my experience. I mean, yes, but why did he? How are how are you? How was he on house? Just please stay inside. Thank you. I'm on house arrest. Same. <laughs> I love to stay inside. I can't wait to tell my boss tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on, on house arrest. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. Okay. So that's just a little bit white about white collar crimes. Them. You know what I yes. mean? That's it's, honestly true. Oh, you painted a bad picture. <laughs> Will you please stay inside? Don't go outside. Yes, I'll stay. Okay, so how'd that play out for him? So, like I said, he's still awaiting sentencing. So, okay. Oh, okay. That's kind of where he's left off in terms of 
that run in with the law. Okay. But so that's just a little bit about each of them. I know that was more about him than it was her. Well, I remember Anna, Anna. was a hardworking hard boss work, lady. Hardworking, travels a lot, mom of three. Okay. Um, and very beautiful. Not mm -hmm. sure how she... How got, he got her. Thank you. By being a sociopath. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He, he charmed and lied and manipulated. And... Mm -hmm. Okay. This is where it turns dark, Ugh. which I don't like, but I'm, I'm going to tell you about him anyways. Okay. So, New Year's Eve 2022, so a month ago today. Okay. He, him and Anna had a get-together for New Year's Eve, okay. as a lot of people They do. had to do it at their house, though. Right. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Because he couldn't leave. Right. <laughs> at least they asked him kindly to yeah. stay. Um. So they had this party and then, you know, everybody went home. Well, what happened next? Only one person knows. Um, but what Brian says is his wife, Anna, got an emergency work call in the middle of the night and had to leave for Washington, D.C. immediately. Okay. Um, she was going to call an Uber, take a flight, take it to the airport, take a flight and go to D.C., stay and work for a couple of days. And she was real estate? A real estate investment manager. So an emergency real estate matter. In the middle of the night. Okay. Makes I hate sense. that. I hate that. I, yeah, okay. same. Um, so a couple days go past. It's not uncommon for them not to speak because she's a, she's a boss lady. She's, she's busy. busy. Um, January 4th, both Brian and Anna's boss called the police okay. to let them know that she's been missing. Four days later. Four days later. Oh. Um, during the time she should have been traveling, there were no records of any flights. There were no records of any phone activity. No records of any financials anywhere. So she essentially disappeared off the face of the earth. Oh my gosh. And nobody knows what happened. And that's where we're at today she's she's still missing oh my gosh so the a couple of dates later the police you know are reaching out trying to get more information about anna how can they help find her let's start investigating brian becomes a person of interest no surprise there yeah um the very first thing that you know they initially noticed is that he lied about his whereabouts he told the police because remember, he's on house arrest, but not tracked. Right. That he, the only thing he has done since Anna's been gone is go grocery shopping. And then he took his mother home after a procedure she had. Some type of, I don't know. However, they found several different surveillance videos that showed him first going to, or showed him near a liquor store dumpster on the day of her disappearance, so on New Year's Day. A liquor store dumpster? Right, but it gets worse. Oh my gosh. They also caught him on camera at Home Depot, TJ Maxx, and Home Goods. Let me guess, shovels, tarps, bleach. Um, he paid $450 in cash for mops, buckets, goggles, tarps, hatchets, baking soda, rugs, bath mats, towels, men's clothing, squeegees, and trash cans. Oh, no. So, 
everything you would need when you're on house arrest at home doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. You gotta make sure your house is clean. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, oh my gosh, that's a disposal kit right there. I mean, I don't even know how to say it, but it gets even more wild. Oh, shit. I wasn't ready. And remember, this happened within the last 30 days. Yeah. This was just a month ago. Yeah. That she went missing or left in the middle of the night. Well, then they also found um, out that he had disposed of several trash bags mm. um, around several different dumpsters, all within a 30-minute radius of his home. Um, three of the dumpsters were taken, picked up by the trash company, taken to the incinerator before they could get the belongings out of them. But they did find one dumpster that had 10 trash bags in it. Okay. And in those trash bags were towels, rags, gloves, tape, slippers, different cleaning agents, carpets, rugs, boots, her Prada purse, her COVID vaccination card. A hatchet, a hacksaw, and shears. Oh no. So, of course. Why do you throw her purse away? I, oh, to make it seem like she took it with our maze. Just yeah, I guess. Mm. So of course they're like, red flag. Red, red flag. flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian. God. Hello, Brian. So they do they <sighs> search his home. Okay. Good. Um, and come up with a couple of different things. They find a broken knife in the basement. They found traces of blood in the basement, but they're still not sure who the blood belongs to. Hmm. So whether it was new, whether it was old, if it was theirs, or it, they don't oh, know. Oh, wow. And they searched his car, which was recently cleaned. Conveniently. Always, always when a man has a woman in his life that goes missing, only thing they care about is really soaping down that car. Seriously. I mean, I, it must be so therapeutic for them. <laughs> Just takes a load off. Yeah, what the hell? Now I can get anything done now that my car is clean. If I ever clean out my car, you're going to know. <laughs> I will absolutely know. <laughs> Oops, blooper. <laughs> You'll know there has been a dead body. We're going to post a picture, couple pictures of the inside of your car. <laughs> interest I was like who does that okay so just think back to when this happened um again New they Year's had that party New Year's Eve she should have been or she was reported missing January 4th so a couple of days he had so much time to clean up after himself so much but he cleaned up all the wrong things oh good starting good. with his internet search history and you are not gonna believe <laughs> the things that this man searched for Tell me. Let me just run you through a timeline. December 27th, so a couple of days before, before New Year's Eve, what's the, bait, the best state to divorce for a man? Okay. Okay. Whatever, if you want to get a divorce. Get a divorce. Get a divorce. January 1st, 4.55 a.m. Remember, at this point, emergency work call, she's got to go. Yeah. She's out. 4.55 a.m., how long before a body starts to smell? Oh, my God. Three minutes later at 4.58, how long before a body starts to smell? Oh, my God. Three minutes later at 4.58, how long before a body starts to smell? Oh, my God. Three minutes later at 4.58, how long before a body starts to smell? Oh,
how to stop a body from decomposing. An hour later, 547, 10 ways to dispose of a dead body if you really need to. 10 ways? <laughs> he, this man is Googling this. What an idiot. Um, I mean, he could have just said best way. He needs 10 different options. He needs options. What an ass. Um, 625, so about another hour, half an hour. How long for someone to be missing to inherit? Because remember, she's a boss lady. She's making money. This and man. Very clearly, he is. He wants money. He stole the 800000 from mm -hmm. his father. Then he made himself the executor of his estate. He stole, stole the Andy Warhol paintings. Like, I don't know if he's... A sociopath that's motivated by money. I and, mean, it seems that way. You definitely painted a sociopath picture. I mean, here. yeah. Wow. Um, oh, it doesn't stop there. 6.34 a.m. And these Google searches, I just feel like, get more and more wild. Um, can you throw away body parts? No. <laughs> you must recycle. I'm sorry. Somebody's dead. But I know. these are so ridiculous. 9.29, so three hours later. What does formaldehyde do? Five minutes later, how long does DNA last? Half an hour later, can identification be made on partial remains? Oh my gosh. Um, about an hour and a half later, remember this is so far I've done like 10 through a yeah. frame of four hours. I see the list like out of my peripheral. It's this long. Right. Um, so 11.34 that same morning, dismemberment and best ways to dispose of a body. 11.44, 10 minutes later, how to clean blood from a wooden floor. Oh, my God. Take a break from the internet for a minute. 10 minutes later, luminol to detect blood. An hour and 15 minutes later, what happens when you put body parts in ammonia? Mm. Um, half an hour later, is it better to put crime scene clothes away or wash them? So that was all yeah. in the span of January 1st. But there's st still six more Google searches that oh this man God. did. The next day, it just makes me like queasy to even say it, but hacksaw, best tool to dismember. An hour later, can you be charged with murder without a body? So at this point, I'm thinking he's gotten rid of her somehow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, you can kind of follow the searches. Like what where he's, he's done. At. Yeah. Can you identify a body, a body with broken teeth? Oh, my God. Then the next day, I mean, it just keeps getting worse and worse, but you kind of get the point. But So they've arrested him. He's pled not guilty, um, but they still can't find him. I'm so glad he's in custody because I was going to ask you, like, are, I don't feel safe with him around those kids. The kids have been taken by the state. Oh, she doesn't have family that could step in. Or I don't step think in. so, but I couldn't find anything. I I, found I mean, it's not always possible. Had several um, friends in the area, but I'm also wondering if maybe her family is from out of the country. Oh, Siberia. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Yeah. So I just and when I was like, I saw that video and I was like, who Google's that? And then I was reading the comments and. None of this is funny, but then people were like, okay, he said at 1.20 p.m., can baking soda mask a, or make a body smell good? 1.30 p.m., are the police going to catch me? What? How would Google know? <laughs> I mean, he didn't say that, but that's oh. like what he, it almost seems like he's going through in his mind. Yeah. At this point, I'm thinking he's in jail. 
Can I escape from a prison cell? <laughs> right. He's an idiot. What's his name? Brian Walsh. Brian Walsh of what? Cohasset, Massachusetts. Cohasset, Massachusetts. I would love for the people of Massachusetts to just write in with every horror story this man has ever done, show up at court. Everything. I mean, I really hope she's found. I, I just can't imagine. That's terrible. It's, it's so sad and just unbelievable even that a person would even Google those things. But mm -hmm. also, not that I want to be put in his in his mind. No, but there's something wrong with him, for sure. But can you just imagine, like, say, maybe he, he did kill her, obviously, but and the panic that he felt to think that it was normal to Google those things and not be caught? Yeah. Well, I'm confused because it sounds like he comes from a predominant family. I mean, his dad was a neurosurgeon. I feel like there's some genetics to intelligence. Like, yes. you know what I mean? So I wouldn't think he's stupid. He also landed this amazing smart woman. Right. So where is, did he have a psychotic break? Or? I, don't, I, I don't know. I feel that, no sympathy for him, no matter what. Right. No. Yeah. I did see that he was a long-term patient in a psych, psychiatric hospital. I think what I read was 10 years, but I couldn't find, was he like committed? Was he just oh, like outpatient doing like meds, an outpatient yeah. thing, program, or or mm. what the case was? But I mean, very clearly from the beginning of his life, he's always been some type of cr criminal and he's just escalated and escalated yeah. and escalated. Um, I'm I am surprised though that you haven't heard that. No, I you can bet I'm gonna be all over that <sighs> from now on. That's a such a great story, Katie. Yeah, yeah current current event. Current event. I, I wanted to it. try to keep it a little bit current, but um, yeah. So that's the story or the current story of Brian Walsh. I would love to follow up, and I'm sure you know this case is far far from over. Right. It's going to be likely years, but keep following up with mm -hmm. updates yeah for like sure what's happening in court mm -hmm. or has she been found or anything like that mm -hmm. so i think that would be right. interesting to keep the fans updated we both brought a couple crimes one from we indiana did. one from massachusetts yes one from the 80s when joan jett was rocking it <laughs> one from 2023 when miley cyrus <laughs> is rocking <laughs> that's it that's right that's what i was gonna say <laughs> i do promise though that next week i'm gonna bring something a lot more bright and probably yes. with like a comedy factor to it because true crime, like I said, is not for me mm -hmm. and it's, it's just It is sad. Hard. It's, it's, it's draining. But yeah. Well, we promised to make it whatever we felt like telling each other about. Yeah, we so. did. All right. So, all right. Well, tune in next week to figure out what happened to Marsha mm. because I am not going to let let her escape. No, my... I hope she's not escaped. I hope she's in an institution somewhere. Yeah, she probably is, but yeah. even if I don't have an update on Marsha, I'm going to try to have one on her family or her kids okay. or something like that. So. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Right. You got any final words? Anything that you want to share? No, thank you for watching. Please give us a five-star rating on our podcast, on Spotify. Spotify, YouTube. Please follow us on all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, share us with your friends and family. That's um, it. That's it. So this has been another episode <laughs> of These, These Nuts, Nuts Podcast. Wait, let's do it again. Cut, take two. <laughs> this has been another episode.
of These Nuts Podcast.